this is episode 22 of Dead Letter Radio. As always, I'm your host, Taze, and here we have the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast, because we feature your words, your writing, your poetry, your short stories, your letters, anything you've written down really and want to share, this is the place to do it. You guys are always a star of each and every episode. I just give it a platform and an audience and a voice, but it's your words, so you're the focus. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 22, we're just trucking along. A few things to cover beforehand, really not much. First off, how are you guys doing? How was your week, your weekend? I hope it was relaxing, or maybe you were able to have some fun. If you're in an area where uh, COVID restrictions are lightening up a bit, as people are able to get vaccinated and kind of go back into the old normal a little bit, I hope you're able to see some friends and family, maybe eat some good food and enjoy the nice weather as May has started, which arguably, in my opinion, is one of the best months. And you can debate debate that with me on Twitter, I guess. (laughs) But uh, I hope you're enjoying your time so far. And if it's been a rough week or a rough few days, then I hope that this can be a moment of relaxation for you, uh, a little bit of a respite, so you can just sit back and hear some creative words uh, from your neighbors across the globe. I do have to add a little note for this episode. I'm actually uh, redoing the intro a bit for it because originally, as I'm sure you've known for at least the 21 previous episodes we've had, episodes usually air on Sundays. Now, the reason that this one did not go up on Sunday, but it's going up on Monday, May 3rd, instead of Sunday, May 2nd, is the day I was planning to record. I actually helped um, some family and friends uh, move, those two separate moves, and I did that all day, which was fine, it was a lot of fun too, but at the end of it, I was out of it, <laughs> and all I really wanted to do was eat some food and sleep, and I was almost got myself up to, to fix the recording and do what I needed to do to get it out, and I just said, you know what, why stress it, this is a fun hobby that I'm doing, and it shouldn't be something that gives me anxiety doing it, and just like I don't want you guys to have anxiety or dread listening to an episode, hopefully. And so why should I dread having to do it when I can just postpone it a day? So that's what I did. because <laughs> So I postponed it a day so I could just rest. Um, and I rested a lot. Uh, all day moving could really take it out, out of you, as I'm sure some of you know. And so that's why this episode is going up on Monday, May 3rd. Uh, but next episode should be back to normal on the Sunday and so nothing really new there. Now on to my favorite mini-segment of the intro always is the weather forecast. If you're following me on Twitter, I ask people uh, for some new locations to do, just so I'm not only saying what my weather is, because um, looking at the numbers people have listened from all over the globe, my place is not the most important at all. <laughs> so... I thought it'd be kind of cool to see what the weather is like across the globe on release dates. So for this one, I want to make sure I pronounce it right. I had to look it up. Um, we're going to be doing uh, Yash in Romania, and it's, pronou- it's spelled I-A-S-I. Uh, but as far as I can tell from looking up things, it's pronounced Yash. So Yash in Romania, you guys are looking like on Monday, May 3rd, to have a high of 62 degrees. Uh, with a bit of light rain in the morning and a little bit of a windy day. So, you know, a little bit of a rainy Monday morning, but that's not always terrible. Sometimes that is exactly how we feel on Mondays, and maybe it makes it a little bit better so that if you're stuck at the office, 
you're not, you know, yearning to go outside when it's nice out. You can kind of sit inside, maybe be a little sleepy, hopefully get your work done with uh, the rain uh, going across the window, if you have a window seat, and if you work in that kind of environment. Um, but as always, I like to do these weather things to kind of keep a little grounded, you know? You guys are the ones listening to this podcast, and uh, sometimes it's nice to reflect on the small things in life, some things as simple as the weather. So if you like, in a future episode, your location to have the weather listed, uh, just message me on Twitter or Instagram. We'll go over all the socials at the end, as always. And uh, maybe you'll hear your hometown or where you work or just a place you like and hear how their weather is on release. So without further ado, we can hop right into episode 22 of Dead Letter Radio. So our first piece today is by Stasis Suit on Reddit, and it is titled Springtime Breezy Apple Dread Cocktail. 1. Imagine being the last person on Earth. 2. Realize that you already are. 3. Add vodka. 4. Mix. So thank you, Stasis Suit, for sharing this poem with us. We're starting off with a quick, light one, or I guess light is pretty subjective, but a quick entry for the beginning of the episode. Now regarding this piece, Stasis uh, says this, The poem's premise is the idea that there is never truly another person in your life, your world, in a way that you yourself are. To you, they are merely a construct of your own mind, after all. And so I thought this was an interesting viewpoint. I mean, I feel like I've read different places. Ultimately, um, if you consider all life around you your own viewpoint, and yeah, you can necessarily prove what's real and what isn't outside of what you know about yourself. Um, but I digress. I think this poem is also kind of captures that melancholy acceptance sometimes that we can just feel utterly alone. We acknowledge that, as far as we're concerned, other people exist in some capacity. Um, that there's people we interact with, that we have friends, family, loved ones. But there's still those days where we can just feel so alone. And then sometimes, instead of going to the real sad um, reaction to it, it's just more of that melancholy acceptance. And so I thought this was a fun poem portraying that as a cocktail recipe. That accepting that you that you're alone, add vodka mix, and just ride it out. And so sometimes it's okay to be alone, but it's always hard to be lonely. And sometimes you just have to ride that out as well. And so thank you, Stasis Suit, for sharing this unique poem. This next one is by James Crimmins, and it is titled, Fruitful Lands. My fields exist beside productive hands, while I entrust estates with broken thumbs. Their budding saplings, fruitful, fresh, become the treetops overlooking hopeful lands and launching generations, God's command. My crops are barren, weakened by what comes. A field in dust, a yield inside disgust, succumbs to nature's blasphemy, her damning sands. Harsh, protruding winds proceed in anguish, 
gripping strong my dying harvest tightly by the stem. Attempts to slander, vanquish, righteous gain, redemption slain. Unsightly visions grow, expand, surround horizons, vast, as love for God begins to wizen. So thank you, James, for sharing this piece with us. Regarding this poem, James said, I was reading East of Eden by John Steinbeck, his way of describing Adam Trask's journey through life and his plight through Californian life inspired me to attempt to write in his style in a more condensed version of writing. And I think you did a really good job in terms of uh, kind of capturing another writer's style and kind of applying it to your own and emulating it with your own little flair to it. Uh, previous episode, we had another person do something similar, and I think that is always a great exercise uh, to see what makes other writers unique and how they word things or how they uh, frame their ideas and then emulate it as best as you can. I think that is a great practice and it shows you how to appreciate their work and also you maybe see what your own work brings to the table too. And along with that, your poem in general uh, just makes me think of when we see maybe you're on a walk and you overlook a valley or of nature around you, or maybe you're overlooking the things you own, your car, your house, or items you have inside your house, or just reflecting on how far you've come in life, there could be that sometimes clash of the positives and the negatives. You can feel how grateful you are to witness the things that you see, the things that you have, uh, you know, a little bit proud of how much you've accomplished, but maybe you can also have those negative feelings too of uh, what was given up, what was missed out on, uh, the pain maybe you had to go through to get to this point, or maybe what you're still lacking or want to achieve and you desire. And reading your poem, it, it, to me, it brought up these memories and these feelings of how sometimes we can be in front of something so beautiful, and yet uh, negative emotions and the desires of things wanted or the things uh, missing can bubble up inside of us. And so thank you, James Crimson, sorry, James Crimmins, uh, for your piece. I really enjoyed it. This next one is from Twitter by the account Tonka Daily. And if you don't know, a Tonka is a five-line Japanese poem similar to haiku, but a bit longer. And this is a Tonka that they have written. My quiet spot, where I go to write poems by the river. Today you ask if you can come too. So thank you, Tonka Daily, for sharing this lovely Tonka. What I really liked about it was actually two things. One, it paints this idyllic image of two people sitting on a river bank. Uh, maybe the wind's blowing and the leaf, uh, and the grass is slightly waving, imitating the sea. And you can hear the hum of the river rolling over smooth stones. And light is cascading through the emerald leaves above. And so it just creates this very, uh, to me, idyllic and nostalgic scene. But two, it kind of reminds me of one of the things I enjoy when you're really close to someone. And that is 
the feeling of just enjoying their presence. Maybe there's not an exchange of words or activities or ideas, but maybe it's just two people occupying the same space. Their energy and atmosphere is uh, mingling and mixing and just feeling comforted that the other one is there. Add on to that the fact that this person in this poem wants to share in your hobby, wants to be near you as you create something that usually is really personal, but they showed an interest in that. It's a lovely thing. And so thank you for allowing me to read this tanga. This next piece is by TTV Yayami on Reddit, and it is titled, I'll Wait for You at the End of the Universe. I'll wait for you at the end of the universe, where there's no light and everyone is blind. Maybe then you'll somehow see me. Maybe then we'll fall in love. I'll wait for you till time stops moving, till everything is still and quiet. Maybe then you'll hear me say it. Maybe then we'll fall in love. I'll wait for you till matter shatters into nothing and there's no dust, no quarks, no atoms. Maybe then you'll feel my heartbeat. Maybe then we'll fall in love. I'll wait for you in this vast old empty space and you'll probably never come. But maybe we'll meet at random. Maybe one day we will fall in love. So thank you, TTV Yayami, uh, for sharing this lovely poem. Once again, I said before, one of my favorite themes is uh, space and the universe. Writing that does not guarantee you'll get uh, featured or anything like that, but it's just something I like to highlight. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this piece, it really because, to me, it encapsulates that feeling, infatuation, or love, or, you know, say you uh, have feelings for someone who doesn't have feelings for you, or maybe the timing isn't right, or maybe um, you guys tried and it just doesn't work, Whether, whatever it may be, uh, at times you can put people kind of on a pedestal, and you, you know, say you're going to wait for them forever, because in your mind and in your heart, with all your feelings that are true at that time, there is no one like that person. There will be no one that will come after that can make you feel that way. And for all intents and purposes, in that moment of reality, that is the truth. And so, you will wait. You wait, hopefully, where circumstances may make it better. Or, you know, as Ayami put it so poetically, until time stops moving, till the end of the universe, until matter shatters into nothing. And maybe those circumstances will allow that maybe you two will fall in love. But what I've really liked, and what really ties it in for me, is the last sequence where, in the last two lines it says, well maybe we'll meet at random. Maybe one day we'll fall in love. Sometimes, it's not the right time, nor the right place. Sometimes it's not the right person. 
But the idea and the fact of the matter is that there will be potentially a day where maybe you'll be a person from your past and you'll cross randomly at a random place at a random time. Or maybe it'll be someone completely new, a random person at a random place at a random time. And maybe on that day, you two will fall in love. And I just thought that is a very lovely thought. So thank you, Yami, for sharing. This next piece is by Evie, and you can find more of the work at Right Horror on Instagram, and it is titled By the Hearth. My father's rocking chair sits under the shelter of a lamp. His books on the shelf overread old spines, aging threads, dog-eared folds on sacred prose. My mother knits by firelight, arthritic fingers wrapped with yarn laid soft under an heirloomed quilt, carefully stitched by her mother, sewn with the same ache in her hands. Thank you, Evie, for sharing this lovely poem. It captures that homey warmth, does it not? And you can so easily visualize the scene of your two uh, aging parents by the fire, each in their own um, studies or focus. But once again, it kind of encapsulates that what I mentioned before, and that idea of two people sharing uh, their presence, sharing their atmosphere. Maybe not exchanging words or deeds, but just being there with each other. And it paints a lovely image, especially when it's an aging couple together. And each with their own uh, unique signs that they're there. The father with his uh, worn books that he's read probably thousands of times. And the mother uh, wrapped in yarn and the heirloom quilt that was made by her previous mother. mother sewing away and it just paints in such a poetic way especially with sewing with the same ache in her hands and the uh, dog-eared folds on sacred prose it just paints such a warm nostalgic feeling that i think all of us if we've been there we would like to be there again to witness maybe our parents or grandparents or maybe we'd like to be that couple one day ourselves so thank you evie for sharing This next poem is by Perry Gasteiger, and it is titled, First Tears. I wonder what it feels like the first time you cry. It must be like falling in love for the first time. I'm eight years old, falling in love on the playground. Her name is Naomi, the most beautiful creature I have ever seen. It takes me two weeks to tell her I love her. She says, girls like boys. I feel my heart rip from my chest, invaded by the hollowness of careless words. I wonder what it feels like the first time your body betrays you. It must be like seeing a monster for the first time. I'm 13 when I find out that the world doesn't care who you are. 
there are monsters everywhere. It takes me two weeks to be able to sleep by myself again. My mother asks me what's wrong. I feel him rip my stomach from my abdomen, drowned in the emptiness left in place of stolen things. I wonder what it feels like the first time drops of yourself fall to the floor. It must be like giving up for the first time. I'm 19 when I realize that you can lose yourself completely. It takes me two weeks to get out of bed. Is this ever going to end? I feel my mind rip from my body, consumed by a chasm of hopeless thoughts. I wonder what it feels like the first time you cry. It must be like finding truth for the first time. I'm 24 when I learn that babies don't cry. It takes them two weeks to form tears. My friend asks me what that means. I say, it means that's how long it takes for the world to rip the salt from our eyes and leave us with a vacancy. Those parts of ourselves that roll off the sides of our cheeks. Thank you, Perry, for sharing this very powerful poem with us. In regard to this piece, I have a quote from Perry which says that it looks at trauma across ages, a contemplation on the unique cruelty of the world. And that is very true. As you grow and uh, change and, you know, move from place to place and interact with people to people, Challenges are going to keep arising. People are going to say hurtful things. We're going to experience our traumas that feel so uniquely to ourselves. And we will see aspects, as Perry puts it, of the cruelty of the world. And that is one of the reasons I really wanted to use this poem as well. Because it encapsulates uh, the one of the foundational reasons I started this podcast. It is, and I said this before, so I might sound like a broken record, but it is so easy, even in a world that is so connected, to feel isolated, to feel that in our own struggles that are so unique to ourselves that no one else has gone through necessarily specifically what we've gone through, that no one can fully understand our pain, our struggle, our challenges. And then dwelling on that, as I said, we can feel alone, despite there being 7 billion plus people. And so one of the reasons I started this podcast and the reason I appreciate this poem for Perry so much is that, yes, life is full of unique cruelties, but... We are not alone in going through them. There are others who have experienced similar things. Others that have experienced and survived and prospered. And so whatever challenges you may face, know that you are not alone in your challenges. You are not alone in feeling the cruelty of the world. You are not alone because this is a world full of people, full of unique individuals all with different challenges, all suffering from different hardships, 
and some of them are going to overlap and be similar to yours. Now, me as the host of the show, I might not understand everything that everyone's going through, because I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's just the reality of it all. We all have one life, and we only experience so much uh, based on what our circumstances make us, makes us experience. So I can't pretend to always understand how certain hardships impact people, at least the full scope of it. But there are others out there that surely do. Others that have more understanding than I would have on some topics. I may have might have some more understanding uh, on some topics than others do too. So basically what I'm saying in this rambling is that you are not alone in your challenges. That there are people that, out there that have gone through it, that have survived, that have thrived. And, is, and they're proof that you can overcome them as well. So as cruel as the world may be at times, know that there is silver linings. There is happiness. There is a day after the night where life is enjoyable and that you can overcome anything that's put up before you. But you do not have to tackle it by yourself. So thank you, Perry for sharing this piece. And that's it. <laughs> that's episode 22 of the podcast. Uh, thank you again for everyone who uh, submitted work um, each week. You guys are always amazing. And don't hesitate at all to share your words, no matter how personal they are. And I really appreciate that. And thank you for you guys that are that listen each week, honestly. Uh, it always blows my mind that their positive reception of this podcast and thank you for being patient with me on this one. The fact that it's on a day later than it should be, that's on me. But I appreciate your patience on that regard. If you'd like to submit your own piece, or if you'd like to put in a word for what, you know, the future forecast on an episode, um, the easiest places to reach me is on Twitter. And that's Dead Letter Cast, C-A-S-T. There you can either DM me or I also have my email there as well, the podcast email, and you can send in your piece. All I ask is that you put the title in it, um, how you'd like to be credited, whether a name or social media handle, or if you'd like to be anonymous, as that is always an option, and then your piece, preferably in a PDF. It just makes it easier to manage, but if not, that's okay. Um, and that really helps me out. Usually I'm holding on to pieces for about 60 days, and that way it gives everyone a chance to be featured in the episode. Along with that, if you want to check me out on other social media, I am on Instagram, and that's Dead Letter Radio. And you can DM me there as well, as I know Instagram has a pretty strong uh, writing community too. So that's perfectly fine. And both those you can use as well for uh, suggesting a weather location for next episode. And so send me that those, and I'll be more than happy. I'm thinking about if you want me to announce... You know, like a shout-out that, hey, so-and-so said, wants weather from here. Maybe I'll say it that way, or I'll just go about it as I've been going about it. Kind of experimenting each and every episode to see what feels best and works and what's the most enjoyable. So, I hope after listening to this episode, whether it was on your Monday morning drive to work, or wherever you're going, or maybe it was your Monday evening and you're winding down, 
I hope it brought you a little bit of relaxation, a little bit of peace, a respite from the craziness that can be our human experiences in our day-to-day lives. And maybe you're able to reflect a bit and feel a little bit of the weight of whatever you're carrying lessen off your shoulders. This is Dead Letter Radio. I'm your host, Taze, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.